Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We are beginning tonight's shear in Simon Tov Kuv Zayin. We are up to Siv Gimel, the second line on page 244. The Mechaber says in Siv Gimel, Osr likach eitz mi bein ha'etzim lachtos bo ha'esh betanur tahavilei mesakin mano. Says the Shulchan Aruch, it's usher to take a piece of wood from amongst the pieces of wood in order to stoke your fire in the stove because that's considered Misaki and Mani, you're fixing up a kli. You're taking a piece of wood which is not a kli and now you're using it as a kli, that's considered Misaki and Mani. Says the Mishabura Sivkot and Yudalad, Osur likach eitz, bein lach u bein yavish. Whether the eitz that you take is moist or it is dry, even though if it's dry, it is fit for burning, it's still usher to take it. And that's specifically usher if you did not designate it from before Yantav for this use, because then it was a clear ready before Yantav. That's considered fixing up a clea. Very interesting halacha, even though you did nothing to it. Usually, masakin kli, you, you, you did a maisa to something, you made it into a kli, here you did nothing. You just took out a piece of wood and started using it. That's considered masakin mono, even though you're not masakin it at all. Mikoma kom hare oseu lekli biyomto. Still, by the fact that you take it to stoke your coals, that's already considered making a kli on yontif. So too it is also to take a piece of wood to make from it a bolt, to make from it a lock, in order to bolt your door closed. For this reason it's also us, so you're taking a piece of wood which is not a clee, using it as a bolt, so you're making it into a clee, even though you're not changing the wood at all. That's going to be us as well, again as well, as long as you did not prepare it and designate it for that use from Erev Yontif. V'chein kol ki agavnet, so too, any similar cases. V'ayin misimin tov kuf yud ches, sivzayin, that we'll get to in Mirza Hashem soon. Continues the Mechaber in Sivdalit. Tanur shenofa l'socho mitiach atit. An oven that it had fall into it some of the clay of the plaster. So the, the, a little bit of the oven started crumbling <coughs> and some plaster fell down. If you're able to bake in the oven and to roast in the oven without sweeping out the stuff that fell down, and you will not burn in any which way the bread or the roast, you can bake as usual. So then then it's also to sweep it out. If it won't affect the cooking, so it's also to sweep it out. These pieces of the clay that was used for the plaster, that's muktza. So if it falls down and you're moving it away for no reason, so that's considered tiltul shalotzarach, that's aser. Aval mutter lahashkiv ha'esh v'ha'efer shabo But what you can do, even though you can't clear out these pieces of clay that fell down, but you can lower down the, the fire and the ashes that are there, <coughs> In order that it should be smooth inside, so that the things that fell down and any ash that is there should not touch the bread. Even though if it would have touched the bread, there wouldn't be enough to singe it, there wouldn't be enough to burn it, still you are allowed to push it down. So if it's not going to affect your cooking, you can't sweep it out, but you can push it down. 
That's all if it will not burn your bread. But if there is enough in the clay that fell down, that it can singe your bread or your roast if it would touch it, even though without sweeping out what fell down, you would be able to bake there, you would be able to roast there, since if it would touch, it would burn it, so you are allowed to sweep it out. That's called moving something that's muksa for a reason. So here you have a reason, because it would affect the bread in a negative way. In the first case, it wouldn't affect it in a negative way. That determines whether you're allowed to sweep it out or not. That's where we'll stop in the Mechaber for tonight. Let's see the Mishaburas. So the Mishabur begins in Zavkot and Tazayin. Tanur Shenafal. An oven where the clay that's being used for plaster is falling down. Let's see what kind of oven this is discussing. Mayri betanurim shebimei chach mehashas. This is discussing an oven from the times of the Chachom and from the Gemara. Ukidemesayim lekamei, like we're going to end off later on, shehoyu kimo kedera. That they were set up like a pot, the opening was on top. And the way they made their bread is they would stip, stick the loaves of bread up against the wall. They would stick them against the wall. And therefore the coals that are on the bottom of the oven are not affecting in a negative way the bread. Because the opening to the oven is on top. You put your arm and you stick the bread against the walls. The coals are on the bottom and the coals are, are cooking the bread. They're baking the bread. They're not ruining the bread because the coals are on the bottom and the bread is not on the bottom. The bread is on the walls. Only if you have some of the clay or some kind of brick that falls down. The concern over here is not the coals that are on the bottom. They're not affecting the bread. They're baking the bread. The concern is some of the plaster or the clay or brick falls down and now it's a little bit higher. The hot stuff on the bottom is a little higher. So now we're worried that part that fell off might in fact touch the bread and it could burn it in some way. So then we said it depends exactly what the scenario is. So the Mechaber first told us if you're sure to bake or to roast without sweeping it out, and you won't burn the bread or the roast, it's also to sweep it out. That will be a tiltashalotzarech. Says the Mishabura, That's muktza. These pieces of clay that fell off the sides of the oven, or the top of the oven, that has no use. It's not for anything, therefore it is muktza. And therefore we said, if you have no reason to sweep it out, it's also to sweep it out. But what we said you can do, the Mechaber said in the third to last line on 244, But you can lie down to rest the fire, the ha'ifer, and the ashes, so it should be smooth, and it pas klau. In other words, it's not going to burn the bread, but you don't want to touch your bread at all. Maybe it'll make it dirty, it won't be as nice. So you are allowed to pat it down so it should not ruin your bread in any which way. The Mishabura says in Zakot and Yudches, you could pat down the ish and the afer. Mipneisha kozman shulcham ain't no love shame muktza. The halach is, and we had this earlier in Simit Tov Tzadiches Siftes Vav. So long that the coals are still hot, 
they do not have a shame of muktzah because before Yantif they were fit to use as, as firewood and now that they're hot they're also fit to use as firewood. So they are not muktzah, they have not changed from their original use. And therefore you are allowed to pat it down. And here the Mishavur is bothered, so if it's not muktzah, why do I have to pat it down? Why can't I just take it out? According to this, in Cain, if so, it should be mutter for this reason to take the ashes out totally. Why you tell me I could pat it down? Because it's not muktza. If it's not muktza, let me take it out. And what's the pshat? What's the difference that we're saying you could pat it down and lower it, lie it down? That's what's mentioned. Why can't you take it out? And in fact, that's how it's muchach and the smag that you can take out the efer. So what's pshat over here? The mechaber saying that you can't take out the efer; you can only pat it down. Says the chavetz chaim, "Ve'efsher mishum diyesh esh ba'efer." Maybe the reason is because inside the ashes there is still fire. Ubegrifas ha'efer yichba ha'esh. And if you're going to sweep out all the ashes, so you are going to extinguish the fire along the way. But when you're just lowering it and patting it down so it shouldn't touch your bread, there it's possible to be careful. It's a more gentle uh, movement that you're doing. You're able to pat it down in a way that you can know for sure that you are not going to be extinguishing the fire. And then he writes in the brackets, Afterwards I found in the Pirish of Meshach the Rambam, Umuchach the Sofer, it's clear that he holds, Dafilu Efer Levad Asr Lhotzi. Even the ashes alone is Asr to take it out. The Efer the Shitaso de Gamze Choshev Ketikonatanur. It could be that his opinion is that this is also considered a fixing up of the oven. Taking out the ashes that can ruin your bread, that's considered a Tikon of the Tanur, and that's Asr. Or because it's too much of a burden, it's an extra burden. After all, we said, you can bake anyway. So all you're trying to do is to make sure your bread doesn't get a little dirty, so that's not grounds for going through the extra tircha of removing the ashes. Just bake it with the ashes. It might get a drop dirty, so it'll get a drop dirty. Sifkatun Yutes goes on this same Nakuda that the ash and the afer you could pat it down. So it should be smooth and it shouldn't touch the bread at all. Even though there's not enough in it that it would actually uh, singe your bread. Says the Mishabur in Yutes, because they could burn the bread in any way, then even the sweeping out of the clay that fell down would be mutter, like we'll see shortly. Then the Mechaber switched to the other side. In the second to last line, on 244, he writes, If there was enough that fell down, then it's high enough that it could burn the bread. If it touched them. So, even though it's true, without sweeping it out, you still could bake there and roast there. It might get singed a little bit, but it won't get burnt. So you could get by with taking it out. Still, since it would get singed, it is mutter to sweep it out because that's considered a tiltal atzarech. Says the mishabura sevkat and chaf aleph. As we turn the page to kuf chaf gimel, the chashev tiltal atzarech ukufishi avur lekaman. Like we're going to see later on, so simen tov kuf tes bahagot in the Ramah and simen tov kuf tes the mutter letalto muktzah letzarech lechonefesh that you are allowed to move muktzah for the purposes of lechonefesh over here. 
you want your bread not to get ruined in any way, so there, that is grounds to move the muktzah to sweep out the ashes. This is all true. The whole possibility of sweeping out the clay that fell down is only if it actually fell down today on Yantif, or even if it fell yesterday, and you didn't realize it. Or you did realize it, but you didn't, just, you didn't get a chance to fix it before Yontif. It happened close to Yontif. In all those cases, you would be allowed to sweep it out on Yontif. But if you had in your ability to fix it up already from yesterday, and you didn't fix it up because you just forgot, it was your own forgetfulness that messed up and didn't fix it yesterday, then in fact, it would be usher to sweep out these pieces of clay on Yantav, like any other preparation for Ochanefesh that is possible to do from before Yantav, that is forbidden to do on Yantav, and we will stop here for tonight in Mirza Shem. Tomorrow we'll finish Sifdalin. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics or to hear an Eon shear on any Dauphin Shas, including Myron McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.